Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, episode 174, Big T. I serve as your humble and oh-so-gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's brand new episode. If you could be so kind to ensure that you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcasts reside. You can find the Purple Pants Podcast, hit subscribe, write a review, and give your baby boy some five stars. What's the tea, Purple Pants Posse? How is everyone doing? I hope you had a well-rested, sunny week and weekend. Baby boy spent the first half of the week at the shore. Okay, listen, trying to get tan. You know, want to get that golden brown because I'm living my life like it's golden. And you know, I had a good time at the beach. But baby, let me just tell you all something. You know, I've been in the gym. And, you know, I, I, I try to stay you know, current, working out when I can, running when I can, trying to eat right, trying to, you know, not wet the whistle too much. And, you you know, just doing what I do. And when I went to the beach this past weekend, I put my little bathing suit on and I saw myself in the mirror. I said, ooh, baby. Okay, baby boy. And I feel like for the last two weeks, I haven't, or child, let me stop lying. Last month, I haven't really been going as hard as I had been, say, in like April, May, um, and in the beginning of June. But I was just pleasantly surprised with what I saw. And I feel like I'm always so hard on myself where I don't give myself grace, where, you know, I always think the worst of myself. And, you know, in that moment, I was just like, okay, baby boy, you better do it. So listen, it just motivates me to be like, well, what if I didn't take that month off? What if I can continue to do this throughout the year? I would be feeling like, okay, 
baby boy might got a little body. So I was just feeling myself. And I just think it's important for us to give ourselves credit. If you know you lost a little weight, if you doing you on your diet, you eating right, you know, celebrate yourself because I am like, my, if anyone is like me out there, there are times where I will look back at photos of me and I'll be like, oh my God, baby boy, you looked good. But I remember in that moment, I didn't feel good. But then, you know, a year and a half later, I'm like, whoof, I wish I could only be what I look like in that photo. And I think it's just so important to just celebrate where you are right now, okay? Whether you like it or not, celebrate the body that you are in today because you never know what tomorrow holds you. You don't, Listen, just celebrate your life, celebrate your happiness, to celebrate your health I just think it's so important so baby I was like oh look at these photos it's motivating me to get back in the gym to get back running to trying to eat better to limit the wetting of the whistle because you know baby boy loves to wet his whistle but I was just like really proud of myself so I just wanted to bring that to the posse because you know I try to share the good the bad and all of the in-betweens but I hope everyone had a really great weekend because we are back with a brand new episode so let me give you the rundown of this week's episode it's been a while and we are back with the casual tea. Aman is here and we are talking Brittany Griner. We're talking Jerry from Cheer. We're talking the executive order by Joe Biden. We're talking Northwest. We're talking Wendy Williams. And Aman is giving us a quick breakdown on Big Brother 24. Also, we've got Dr. Sharia Lloyd here breaking down episode six of P-Valley. And woo, if you are not watching season two of P-Valley, you are doing yourself a disservice. And we've got the freak of the week. So listen, let's get into these church announcements and get this party started. <laughs> this week's church announcement i just wanted to give a friendly reminder that you never know what someone is dealing with you never know how your interaction with someone can positively negatively affect them you just don't know what someone is struggling with and people can put a smile on their face and be the happiest person in the world but deep down inside they can be struggling you never know where they are at in that moment and so I always try to lead with love and I always try to give someone the benefit of the doubt and I just want to encourage the purple pants posse to be that bright light to somebody you haven't seen them in a while or you know you might come across somebody and they got nasty attitude you in the grocery store they bagging your bags and they got a nasty attitude and you can just literally just leave them with thank you so much have a blessed day just be that bright light because again sometimes we see people's actions we see their their attitudes but we don't know what the cause of that is and we don't know what the tipping point is and it's so easy for us to internalize it and be like oh they being rude to me they being nasty to me but in reality they could just be internally struggling and your interaction that you can have with them could be the interaction to kind of tip them over to a positive place. And so we just really want to always lead with that. And so I just want to encourage and implore the Purple Pants Posse to just be good, to give them the benefit of the doubt, to give somebody the grace, even when you don't think they deserve it, even when it's, it's killing you to not say something smart back or to not do something petty back. Just think about 
We don't know. And if we were in that, if the, the shoe was on the other foot and we were having a bad day and they, people would just piss us off, like how nice it would be for someone just to give us a compliment or someone just to put a smile on our face. And so I just encourage the posse to be the smile, to put the smile on someone's face because you never know the difference that it could possibly make. So long, long, long since we had to cat, cat, casual tea, 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 tea. I said we back, 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 back with your cat, 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 cat. We back, but back, 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 back again. Okay, we are back. It's been such a long time. Okay, the posse favorite casual tea. You know, whenever we record a casual tea. We always go on a hiatus. Don't ask me why. A mind schedule. He be booked and busy. Uh, but no, like, but you I be uh, booked no. and busy. You don't want to be traveling everywhere. That the lie detector determined is a lie. No. Oh, okay. I've been home sitting by the computer wow, saying maybe is... Amon will text me back today. Oh, wow. Over Beyonce's airwaves. <laughs> okay. Lying. Who gonna break my soul? <laughs> not not who gonna break my soul, okay? <laughs> you gonna no. Okay. All I know is release the trade. Okay. But yes, I finally was able to pin down Amon to get us a casual tea. Amon, how have you been doing? I've been well. Uh, it's been a fantastic beginning to the summer. I love the summer. Um, I just love the sunlight. I love being outside. Big Brother is back. Um, and I just like I'm just ready to have like a good time this yes. summer and just like go to the beach and hang out with my friends and just do a bunch of stuff. So I've been well. I've been very well. I just uh, switched some things up over at my job. So I'm in a new, in a new department now. So yeah. it's giving it's giving real renaissance like Beyonce. Oh, like yes. she, she really just came back at like a beautiful time with a beautiful message. And it was so apropos for the things that were happening in my life. So. I'm I'm good. I'm so good. Yes. Did you feel like in Break My Soul, did you catch all the gay nuances that uh people are saying that the soul that the song was intended? Don't get me wrong, it's for everybody, but it's a lot of gay reference uh, where I always say this is that I feel like, you know, Beyonce's fan base is like I always say, uh 80% gays and 20% female, but no, like, uh, you know, she always has uplifting and empowering songs, but there are a lot of articles and a lot of like black queer articles that say like, there's so many like nuances in this break my soul song that can be like directly applied to like the POC LGBTQ plus. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I don't think that we have to think too hard about it. I mean, there were so many think pieces that got released that night. <laughs> so much discourse. There were like Twitter spaces all over the place. 
talking about, oh, you know, what this song means and is it a departure for, like, what, what we're used to her giving and is she sort of, like, trying to, like, jump on a new wave? Just a bunch of stuff. And I think that it's very simple. I mean, she put it in her, uh, when she posted the song, she uh, uh, put up a caption on her Instagram and she talked about how this song and the rest of the album are about being able to be free, be in a place that is judgment-free, just to live, laugh, love, because the world is going crazy right now. Maybe (laughs) maybe more so than usual. It's just like shootings and terrorist attacks and war over in the Ukraine that we're not talking about as much anymore. Just a bunch of stuff is going on, and I feel like she just wants everybody to dance. Mm. Um. And that's I think I think it, it, that's as far as it really goes for me. Yeah, of course, it sort of taps into a little bit of the queer culture of the late 70s, the 80s and the 90s. Um, there's a little, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we're probably going to get like a little bit of ballroom culture going on with the rest of this album because the whole album is supposed to be a dance, a dance album. So now who you hear that from? OK, because I'm like I like so there's so many people that say that. And so I'm, but I'm like, who is your source? The British Vogue article. Ah, <laughs> Okay. Well, okay. Everyone, everyone is so used to everything being so secretive about Beyonce for the past it, two album cycles. So true. So, so now true. that there's just such an information overload, in it, relatively speaking, I feel like so many people are like, wait a second, how do we know this? How do we know this? Because one of my friends said the exact same thing. She's like, how do you know it's going to be a dance album? Like, she literally said it, guys. Like, she said it. She said it. Like, you don't have to go far to, to find yeah. out. It's um, and I'm just so excited. The only I thing see. that has not been verified is this alleged eight features. Now oh. we know we we knew that there was going to be a second album. We knew that this was Act One, right? Like she said, this is going to be the first part. But then the Amazon, the a little um, Amazon Italy, the Amazon store online in Italy, on their description for the first album because it's going to go on sale in the next two weeks, three weeks. It says this is like the first part of a trilogy. And I'm like, now now it's sending everybody into a tailspin because oh. like, hold on, hold on. Like we thought we were just getting two albums. Are we getting three? Like what is going on here? So that's a little that's a little weird to me. And then the the uh the part about there being eight features on the album or albums, I don't know which album it is, but eight artists are gonna be involved in this. So Uh-oh. I that's that's unverified. But almost everything else that we're hearing about it and what it sounds like is, you know, you can find that, you know, in the British Vogue article. Okay. Well, listen, if it's eight features, we can say we don't know the seven because we already know Jay-Z is going to be one of them, okay? It's, there's not an uh, album that yeah, she has He don't features. count. He don't count. <laughs> I know that people, so many people roll their eyes when I say this, but like, uh-oh. just for my soul. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm, For I'm my soul. Okay, let me just be quiet. Go ahead. Please. <laughs> if this is if this is gonna be a dance album, okay? If she is gonna give us a little bit of house, okay? A little bit more pop forward. Okay. <laughs> give us another collaboration with Lady Gaga. I just oh. I just need it. I just need it. I I will be fine if it doesn't happen. Like, I'm going to, I love Beyonce down. Like, it is what it is. I'm going to love whatever she puts out. But I just feel like this is the perfect opportunity. For the hello, 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 camera. Ain't that how that song went? And huh? it doesn't have to be, like, okay. it doesn't even have to be in that okay. same realm. It could be whatever, whatever they want it to sound like. I don't okay. care. I just feel like, well, I need 
I need one more collaboration between okay. the two of them because they're some of the biggest pop stars ever. And I just feel <laughs> like we, they just need to come get up for us one more time okay. to remind well, these hoes who they are. Well, listen, in that same vein, <laughs> you know where I'm about to go. I mean, and, well, of course that as well. In of course that, that same well. vein, listen, it, 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 since Amon got the scoop, I feel, like I feel like if I get Lady Gaga, there's no way I get Lady Gaga and you don't get Destiny's Child. There's well, just no listen, way. Okay, well, I mean, listen, I want a Destiny's Child, but what I'm saying is, can I get a featuring Kelly and Michelle? You know, on Michelle's last gospel, gospel album, she had uh, when, when Jesus Says Yes, which featured Beyonce and Kelly, on Kelly's last studio album, um, she had a song featuring Michelle and Beyonce. So Beyonce only writes if you just feature Kelly and Michelle, I wouldn't even be mine if you threw Latoya in there too. Just make it a little thing. <laughs> Latavia. But yeah, okay, I mean, Fair. we we see Latavia on R and B divas. Latavia can stay where she at. And girl, Miss Farah, have you have you got your luggage yet? Okay, is my question. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited about this Beyonce album. Not hugely excited about it being dance, but I will definitely want and give it a listen. And again, like you said, I'm just so not used to like all this information about a Beyonce album. Like it's so weird the fact that like first of all she's using her Instagram bio as like her news story like the fact that it's like this the date the album's coming out and this but it's it's so crazy to me but listen we're I here think, i think she's uh i think she's just sort of like going back to the roots of it all you know what i mean like she i mean her publicist posted a, a photo that said the words uh tuesday friday right. tuesday mm. and everybody was freaking out because they thought that that meant that the video was going to come out the next tuesday and then something else was going to come out the next friday but really it just meant she really music was traditionally released on Tuesdays. She switched it to Friday with that surprise drop back in 2013. Now it's back to Tuesdays. And I think that she is, it's a renaissance. It's a rebirth. Ah. She's bringing back a lot of what is traditionally done. The album cycles, you know, dropping the first single, then a music video, announcing the, 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 uh, the date for the album being released. Just a, like, just a more traditional Well, then give us the rap. track list. The track list. That's, <laughs> oh, that's a traditional rollout is a track list. I think it's coming. I think, it's, I think in the next couple of weeks, I think we're going to get more stuff. I think the music video is probably going to come out before the album comes out, just to like rev us up. Like I, I could see her, I could see her dropping it like the week before the album comes out, just to get us all just like. I mean, and, and listen, get, go back to MTV, uh, making a video. Shoot, yeah, yeah. I remember Honestly, that MTV what? awards are coming up later on at, at the end of the summer too. So we might get a surprise album, and also listen, go, go back to tours because I will be buying my ticket. But listen, enough about Beyonce, okay? We glad Amon <laughs> is happy. I will be this excited. And well, first of all, let's just okay. I'm calling this now. If and when there is a Destiny's Child album, okay, I am dedicating okay. a whole podcast. To like my excitement and Amon, you have to come on. It's going to be a six hour podcast and <laughs> uh, we are just going to go through the birth and everything of Destiny Child. So hopefully, you know, after Renaissance Act 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6, we can get back to business with Destiny Child. And mind you, that should be the album Back to Business. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anyway, listen, we've got a tea... <laughs> Pot full of topics because it's been such a while. <clears throat> so we first just want to talk about detained WNBA star Brittany Griner pled guilty on Thursday to bringing hash oil into Russia, telling a judge that she had only she done so inadvertently while asking the court for mercy. The move is not expected to end her trial in Russia anytime soon, even with a guilty plea in Russian criminal court. Uh, the judge will continue the full case into the record and it could still go on for weeks and months. Um, a grinder who was detained and a grinder who was detained in Moscow airport on February 17th told the court that she packed a vape cartridge accidentally and did not intend to break any Russian laws. We know that last week, uh, 4th of July, she wrote a handwritten letter to President Biden asking him not to forget about her, saying that this administration was the first administration that she ever voted for. And she needs his help. And where is the public outcry? Uh, we had not heard anything since that of a week. And her wife was getting concerned. She took to Twitter, took to everything and said, like, I, we haven't heard anything. Uh, then recently, I want to say, was this maybe this Friday that they held a press conference in Chicago with the head of the WNBA, some of other WAB and WAB. WNBA stars, uh, Brittany's wife, Reverend Al Sharpton, all for public outcry. Brittany's wife shared with us that she did receive a call from President Biden and that he has not forgotten about Brittany and that he appreciates uh, her giving him his support and he is doing everything in his power. Brittany's wife said that it eased her heart hearing from President Biden and she believed everything that he said. Now, 
this is what I'm going to say. And I, listen, it's the casualty. We speak mm-hmm. how we feel. And I'm just going to put this out there. Brittany is a black woman. A gay black mm-hmm. woman. And if this were LeBron, if this were any of uh, Steph Curry, if this were it, like, I, I just wonder, would it be this long? I just like I, I and, and and let's just even talk about people be like, well, why was she in Russia? Oh, because the WNBA pays 60 percent less than the NBA. And for these WNBA stars who have to continue to make money when the, the season is over and they make more money overseas. That's why they go overseas. Maybe if our country put more into our women athletes. Instead of wanting to control their bodies, maybe we wouldn't be in a, a situation like this. But I just feel like, and again, with the, the tension with the U.S. and Russia, I just know that they knew what they were doing when they got Britney. Now, according to NBC News, the Russian government is open to an exchange, uh, the WNBA champion for Victor Bont, an arms dealer currently serving 25 five-year sentence in federal prison. It really isn't that complicated, uh, said Steve Zazowski, American Lawyers. And that's what I really feel like this is about. And I really also feel like with Russia invading the Ukraine, not the Ukraine, uh, what country did they invade? Yeah, the, the Ukraine. Yeah, okay, the Ukraine with the U.S. trying to like have this, like you know, essentially trying to avoid war. World three, I feel like when Russia got a hold of her, they was like, we're going to use her as a pawn. And I also feel like this has been going on since February. Yeah. And yeah. dare I say, when Kodak Black, when Lil Wayne was in trouble, and I'm only saying this to say because, I mean, listen, the Trump administration stepped in. I'm just, I uh, granted different times, different scenarios, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. where we at. Why has it been since February? Why, when we talked about this in February, Amon, and there were NBA stars coming out saying that we were told not to make this a big deal, not to like stir up, you know, uh, making it a big deal. It's July. This woman yeah. is sitting over there for a wee pen that I have had in my bag before. Like, okay, all right, yeah. sorry. I just, like, it, it's just for me, it's just like, what's going on? There really isn't much that any of us can do, though. I mean, we definitely should. It should be at the top of mind i think that it's important that we continuously have the conversations about it so that everyone is aware that we so that we have our eyes on it um because maybe then it will it'll put public pressure on russia and their court to uh do something when we know that we are that they know that the entire country is looking at this but we know it's all it's a political game it is you know like we obviously russia is in some shit right now with the ukraine the rest of the world is treating them like a pariah, trying to squeeze them in any which way that they can by canceling their banks, stopping them from traveling over and getting their accounts in other countries. All this stuff. Like, and now Putin is like, all right, since y'all want to do that, well, we're going to take this black girl 
hold her in jail. Um, we found her with some weed. So now she can serve at minimum five years, maximum 10 years. Oh, but maybe if you give us Victor Bell, oh, okay, well, maybe we'll, ex- maybe we'll think about an exchange. And there really isn't much that anyone in America can do. This is really just strictly up to the Russian courts and Britney's attorney. Um, it's, and it's, it's, it's Putin. It's Putin. It, it all leads back mm. to Putin. It's him. He obviously wants this case to go out a certain way because he wants to send a signal to everyone else, not even just America, but everyone else that has any type of stake in the uh, Ukraine affair. He wants to send a message to not F with him mm. because he is an old, deranged psychopath. Mm. Okay? And I just pray, I pray that a five-year minimum sentence is the last thing that we should be worrying about when it comes to Brittany Griner because she is in Russia after all and it would be all too easy for her to just disappear Mm. so it's so important that we just continuously say her name and continuously keep her in everyone's thoughts because we need to we just need to keep looking at this we need to keep looking at this because that's all we really can do and it sucks because it feels like we should be able to do more but we're not it's not the ball is not in our court it's over there well, we here at the Purple Pants Posse and the Casualty have not forgotten about Britney, and we will continue to put this on the docket every time anything breaks because we need our good sister home. Um, yeah. And it's just really sad. Uh, but yeah, I never thought I'd have to say free Britney again. Right. Like, uh, well, <laughs> like what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Okay, not in the same year in a different Britney, but yes, yeah. like no, free Britney. She needs to be home. Um, next on the docket, um, a Chicago federal judge on Wednesday sentenced Jerry Harris, a former star of the Netflix docuseries Cheer, to 12 years in prison for coercing teenage boys to send him obscene photos and videos of themselves and soliciting sex for minors at a cheer competition. U.S. District Judge uh, Shah also ordered that the sentence be followed by eight years of court supervised release. Shah told Harris to consider the sentence an expression of the seriousness of your crimes, tempered with some hope that all is not lost for you or your victims and that in the future healing can occur. Now, we've talked about this with the Jerry case. Um from cheer and you know I saw that he had got sentenced and I was like oh we have to you know talk about this because again I you do the crime you do the time but again I from my social work experience I he got 12 years he got 12 years that's that's what it is I'm just reporting the news but again from my experience in social work I try not to look at when I read these cases, like, oh, he's a monster. I always try to have the the lens of, well, where did this behavior come from? And nine times out of 10, this type of behavior is learned behavior and learned behavior from like abuse as a child. And again, my only hope in this case is that the victims are okay and that Jerry gets the help that he needs. Uh, and 
you know, and, and to talk about his trauma, because I, I just am a firm believer that children just don't hurt children, hurt children, hurt children. And I feel like there has to be something in his past. And I hope that within this 12 years in this federal prison, so he's doing 12 years um, that he can heal from his trauma mm-hmm. and, you know, be able to be a productive member of this society is really my take on it. Yeah, I um, I, I I agree. I think that this is just a vicious cycle that will continue to happen. And heaven forbid the victims in this case, um, in in efforts to rework their trauma, end up enacting similar patterns of behavior on someone else. And then it just continues and continues and continues and continues. Because you'll notice, like, he never said he didn't do it, right? He right. said, "I am not the person that these people are trying to make me out to be," which is is which is different from. I'm not guilty. He's basically saying, because in his mind, he like in his mind from if, you know, if we're going to, you know, psychoanalyze him just real quick, it's he doesn't think that what he did was this horrible, horrible thing because something probably of a similar nature happened to him. So in his mind, it's just not when people are making him out to be this horrible, horrible person. He just doesn't see it that way. Mm. And it's, it's like, it's unfortunate because no, my guy, like what you're doing is really, really messed right. up. Right. Like, you should not. It's, it's so yeah, you need, I, I hope he gets the help that he needs. I don't necessarily know if there is anything that we do to help people that are in the situation. Well, my guess is that we don't because this is why this kind of shit kind of happens in the first place. Right. So it's just all kind of messed up all around. I just, I'm with you though. I just hope that the victims are, able to live their lives and move past this as much as they can and just be healthy and happy individuals. Cause it sucks. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, it, it's just a vicious pattern. And again, I just want to be clear that we are not excusing his behavior by any way, no, shape no, or form, no, 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 like no. not at all. But what I am saying is that, you know, when I was a show, like dealing with children, um, child welfare and having to meet with these victims and like you know there would be one thing to read the case file of what happened and then I go to this facility and I see this 14 year old kid and you know the perception that I had in my mind is this monster and then I go meet with this child and I am talking and you know I'm I'm, I'm asking just like questions and trying to figure out and like you know you hear their story and it kind of like humanizes them and it just you know just kind of breaks your heart for both parties because it's like here is an abused child abusing another child and although Jerry's 18 or 19 at the time but still like he he a child if you watch the show cheer you know that like Jerry is not operating like a normal healthy 17 18 year old and again i'm not saying none of this excuses his behavior at all but i'm just saying like for me when i step into that role of a a social worker i don't judge i i'm there to listen and to understand and so i just i hope that you know again jerry and the victims get the help that they (laughs) really need uh because yeah, it's just sad because you know jerry was like so loved and again it's just yeah it's just sad um yeah now keeping on that now this is where i need your help at aman because i said listen aman is smart he gets this um and i like i'm still furious and upset about everything but president joe biden on friday signed an executive order aimed now that's be my question 
is it going to okay but anyway let me aimed at protecting access to reproductive health services in the wake of the Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade and eliminating the constitutional right to an abortion. The executive order attempts, this is my like question that like, but again, I'm going to continue to read because it keeps saying aim and attempt. Well, what the, does the order do? Okay, but anyway. Yeah, I'm a little confused by it too. Okay, but the executive order attempts to safeguard access to medication, abortion, and emergency contraceptive uh, protective patient privacy launches public education efforts as well as bolsters the security of the legal options available to those seeking and providing abortion services. President Biden has made it clear that the only way to secure a woman's right to choose is for Congress to restore the actions of Roe as federal law until then he is committed to doing everything in his power to defend reproductive rights and protect access to safe and legal abortion now do we need to say that here on the casual tea her body her choice and these lawmakers can stay the F out of women's reproductive rights but I I, for me, when I saw this and they're like, oh, like President Biden signed this executive order. And I, I kept trying to like read like, what the F does it do? It it just from from what I can understand, because the president doesn't have the right to override the Supreme Court. Right. Like once the Supreme Court made that decision to send this issue back to the states, Joe Biden cannot just wave his magic wand and it's like, oh, no, we I'm vetoing. Like, he doesn't have that type of power. Okay. So this executive order is sort of like ways to mitigate that. So it's basically it's basically a bandaid that he's trying to put on by saying, you know, we're going to increase outreach to communities. We're going to put pressure on um, certain organizations to enforce the privacy of patients. We want to make sure that uh, people are more aware of the access to the health care that is in their state. Basically, he's saying since the Supreme Court does not want to wants to send this issue back to the states, we're going to make sure that the things that are available are being used and that everybody knows that they're there so that if you are in dire need of reproductive health um, rights, that you know where to go for them. That's what this all says to me. Um, so then they would still have to go to the states that are for it because if it's still at a... Correct. Okay, so, okay, so it does nothing. Okay. It does not really do anything. It's just... Uh, uh, I guess it's just doing what he can do. And my thing is... If you was going to do any, okay, whew, let me just calm it down. A week and a half later, sir, you, it, 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 because mind you, in my opinion, this doesn't really do anything to what has already happened. But in my opinion, if you really with us, if you re- like, then this order should have been signed the next day, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it's just like, you waiting a week to just basically say the states that's already providing it i'm gonna make sure y'all have access like i just listen he just uh i feel like i mean joe biden is a moderate right so he's fancy fencerton for life like so he's just gonna be 
you know, teeter tottering on which way he wants to go and just doing like this whole balancing act. And it's, it's just, it's just a lot. I just like, at the end of the day, I, it's just, it's just wild to me that there's so like, we are at liberty to mow each other down with all types of weapons, but women cannot seek an abortion if, even if their life is in danger in some states. That to me is just, it doesn't make sense. And I understand that people have religious beliefs. I totally understand that. And I would never ask someone to betray their own religious beliefs. But th- that means I would never ask someone to get an abortion I didn't want to. But the thing that I don't ma- that doesn't make sense to me about like this whole the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. The Lord gave all of us a choice. Oh. That is what your life is, depending on what you, depending on however you, whatever religion that you're a part of, whatever branch of Christianity that you're in, the Lord gave you a choice. It is through those actions that you will go to whatever afterlife that you believe in. So if the Lord is not forcing us to live a certain way, why do you think that you have the right to step in for the Lord and force other people to make their own decisions. That makes no sense. Literally, who died and made you God? Because it certainly wasn't Jesus. Mm. So that's, that is the thing that, I can, that never makes sense to me. It, just, it doesn't make sense to me that you feel like you have the right to force someone else to behave a certain way. And my thing is, like, when we are talk about religious rights and your religious belief your personal like ain't got nothing to do with me like I, I just I that like for the world of me I just I can't and like you know and again if that if that's your choice that you you want to like you then that's fine but don't put that on nobody else like I just am confused it's and like baby Goldberg says about gay marriage she's like if you don't if you're not if you're against gay marriage then don't marry a gay person oh <laughs> listen listen okay and mind you you know when the Supreme Court goes back to I think their cases resume in October baby it's some work discrimination cases that's going up it's Gay marriage, they're they're they are seeing a case regarding gay marriage. Baby, it's just getting started. So buckle up. But also, I'd like to just address Uncle, Uncle Clarence, Clarence Thomas that's sitting on that little bench over there, and he talking about all these cases that the Supreme Court needs to visit because you know he 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 is feeling some way um but listen uh, uh, uncle thomas what do now i don't remember the name of the case it might be virginia versus um let me look it up real quick because, uh, the interracial one yes the interracial one uh um, what is that oh my god i used to have it in my brain it's gone Oh, Loving versus Virginia. There we go. Yes, Loving versus Virginia. Baby, that was left in like 53 years ago. Clarence. 
So you want to go looking into overturning all of these things like, well, that would directly affect your marriage, sir. And also, let's we haven't forgot about your wife, Clarence. Yeah. We seen the emails. Y'all was all for Hillary. The emails, the emails. Well, baby, we seen the emails from your wife and they don't look too great. It just feels like there are a lot of like older people Child. in our government that are just know that they're on their way out and they're just determined it, to just it, F shit up before and, they die. This That's is what this feels like. It, like there should not be a life term. I, I, I like it, it just like yeah, like in 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 every revolution. It's always the younger generation. And why is that? Like, you know, it, it, it's just like, okay, I just, I don't want to get too hype and upset, but it's just like, for me, it's just like, you're right. It's these, like, it's this mindset. And it, it, it's just really confusing for me and upsetting. And again, like, you know, everybody like, oh, the 4th of July, what you doing for the 4th of July? What's the 4th of July? Independence Day for who? <laughs> Please tell me for who? Cause I'm confused. Yeah, this, that's a day off. That's all that really. Okay, is. that's a paid work day. That ain't no like. It ain't no celebration over here. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is just a really sad time um, in our nation. And, and Chad, I feel like we've been saying that the, the whole casual day uh, since the inception, and in which we're going on our two year anniversary. But it, it's just like, yeah, yeah I've been thinking about this a lot because I don't know if. The world has always been like this and we're just more attuned to it because we're older now. Or if the world really has been acting real funky mm. since 2016. Like, I can't put my thumb on it. Like, has it always been like this and I'm just disillusioned now and I'm, an, I'm a jaded adult? Or is there really some crazy shit going on all over the place right now? Like... I, or is it, it both? I think, I, I, think it's, I think it's C, uh, A and B. it's just crazy i mean you got uh, uh, and then this whole thing i mean because there's a whole precedent about like oh there's no it wasn't in the constitution there's no constitutional basis are we we talking about the constitution that didn't consider black people as people like that's the document that y'all want to refer to and that's why we have amendments oh child you make amendments and every so amendment that you can add stuff in that you forgot about, like how black people are human, <laughs> how women can vote, like how you can't discriminate against me because I'm black and get a job or you can't discriminate because of my sexuality. Like, it's just like or that you can have these goddamn guns. Oh, it's like it really. It, that's the thing that like really trips me out, Amon, is that like people like y'all go back to this constitution, the constitution, the constitution of these slave owners. <laughs> like it, it's, uh, it, it's just madness. like, but like, I okay, but I, we're I, being I, fucked with. I I'm just sorry, I, I keep re- dropping f bombs. It's cat. quite all it's right. Just, it's just like we're being. They are messing with us. Like that. It's like an it's like a gigantic episode of Punked. Like, what is going on? Where is Ashna Kuchner? Like, come on out. We're done. It's over. You got us. Can we move on now, please? And can you lower g- gas prices, please? 
and don't even start about that because i'm just still confused that like literally all okay now this wasn't even on the team but listen y'all got spicy brazy out okay so basically y'all is saying there is really no reason for the gas prices to be the way they are they just are and they really just doing that because of the previous administration and now y'all just hiking the gas prices up just for no reason i'm confused i swore yeah, two months like, ago aren't there like crude this is like batches and batches upon batches upon batches and tons and tons of millions of gallons of crude oil just sitting just sitting in like in 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 factories and warehouses and stuff that could be turned into gasoline and they're just being held by these companies because they know that they can make more money by restricting access <sighs> What is going on? Okay. <laughs> Where are the tampons? Where is the the baby formula? I'm just trying to figure it out. Okay, but it seemed, but y'all seem to have. It ain't no shortage of Viagra. Okay, it ain't no shortage of cigarettes. Oh my. <laughs> it ain't no shortage of like okay but i just yeah okay y'all see where we go with because i just i I just i'll be trying to figure it out sometimes and sometimes i feel like i'm just going down a rabbit hole but and it's why i'm glad we have the casualty because at times it, you do need a place to kind of sort of center you you do need to be able to like speak how you feel but also like you know i do feel like ish isn't great but I do feel like there are still great people here and that good things can still come and that we got to keep our eye on the prize and we have to be good to each other. And what I always say here on, on the podcast mm-hmm. is that like, you know, what most affects things is not us on Twitter, not us or on the Instagram writing comments. What most affects change is your personal interaction with people. And it, it it now more than ever does it pay to be a good person does it pay to be a good neighbor does it pay to just be nice i was at the grocery store the other day i didn't even want to be there but you know because i just yeah i go to the grocery store elderly lady dropped a little can of peas and i was like in the store i could see it and like you know literally like when I got out, I could see it just rolling down. So I went and got it. Nobody stopped her. She like was getting in her car. She drove out. I like waved her down. She act kind of like a little apprehensive. Um, rolled her window down. And I was like, ma'am, your peace. And you know, she's like, oh, thank you so much. And I just like, I, I know that's such a random story, but it's just like those acts of kindness, just being nice, just <sighs> they radiate. They really do. They radiate because you you were kind to her, which could cause her to be kind to someone else, which could cause them to be kind to someone else. Like, and it's just it's just so good for your spirit. It just does the body good when you just like when you're kind and you, and you just like give a shit about other people and you're just not so nasty mm. and just and. And trust me, I get at times living where we live in and things that like it, it can be easy to be nasty, but I just ask, you know, just try to be better. Um, but keeping this moving, baby, the Wendy Williams show ended. Oof, they did the man. they they did the last episode two weeks ago, week ago. They ain't even asked Wendy back. Yeah. And yeah, so and then 
Bay Bay, they said, okay, if the Wendy Williams show is over, we are deleting the YouTube. We are deleting the that Instagram. Was just disrespectful. And so now, if you are going to look for any Wendy Williams clips of anything of anywhere, uh, it's done. Like, and it's literally almost like they're trying to erase her 15 year legacy. And I don't like that. Like, whether you like Wendy or not, my thing is, she's been a pioneer. She's been a pioneer in radio. She's been a pioneer on television. Tell me whenever a network would green light a black woman talk show and say, not, not, not you're renewed for next season, but they say you renewed for the next seven seasons. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just, I hate this culture of when you're on, you're on, and when it's done, you're done. Like, I, like, it, it, it it's, I hate that. And I don't know the behind the scenes. I don't know all of the things that have taken place. But regardless of it, the Wendy she, Williams is iconic. She, yeah, the, the, I don't understand deleting the YouTube. That seems very extreme to me. Um, and it's it, like and money. It, it feels exactly. That's, that's money that like probably would have shot up now because we know that we're not going to get any more Wendy. So people probably would have gone back to watch those, those episodes more and more. So that just feels very personal to me. It feels like this is like they they just want to have they just want to throw her out entirely. Um, it's been, the whole thing has been very strange. Um, I don't you know look, I, Wendy obviously is not well, and she has not been well from what it looks like for the past few months uh, because she's been rumored to be coming back for the show for months and months and months, and then it didn't happen, and then all of a sudden. They were like, oh, she's probably going to be out for the rest of it. And now Sherry Shepard is getting is getting the show now. And uh, and, and now uh, Wendy's out here talking about how she's going to be doing podcasts. And she was doing an interview with TMZ and she did not look well. And she seemed like she couldn't even get her thoughts together. And then she's showing us her feet because of her lymphedema. And she just does not look good. Uh, they're struggling to get her her words out. I don't know if she is engaging in drugs again. I don't know. I don't know if it comes out that she was, I would not be surprised. Or if this is all just an unfortunate reaction to the years of abuse that she put her body through. And now it's finally catching up with her. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is is that everything that is happening after the fact with this alleged podcast and she's supposed to be in a bunch of deals with all these uh, other like uh, companies and and, and Amazon and and, and Audible and Spotify. They're all supposedly in talks with her to be the sponsor behind her podcast. I don't think that's the case. It seems like she it seems like there are people that are trying to capitalize off of the fact that Wendy is a bit of a free agent right now and she's freed up from her from her contracts with um, the Wendy Williams show. So it seems like people are trying to swarm and be like, all right, Wendy, well, we can do this. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Meanwhile, none of these larger companies are probably going to give her the time of day because she does not look well. Well, <clears throat> she took to Instagram after all of the Wendy pages were deleted. She created a new Instagram, the Wendy Williams Experience. 
and she announced she's launching a new podcast. The news comes after Wendy Williams' show was erased from YouTube and her IG. She created a new IG, the Wendy Williams Experience. It seems she's already working on episodes and her first post she shared on July 6th. She said, doing a show, not a TV show. Sorry, it's a Wendy Williams Experience. Then... The next post, the girl said what she said. Um, When one door opens, another door. When one door closes, another door opens. The Wendy Williams experience. Um, And I mean, yeah. I I, I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) It it is no shade. It's just I I just I would rather her be well. Because I, I feel like I feel like she did not come like she obviously was having issues with her health. At the end, like towards the end of her tenure on the show, and I don't think that this is like a new thing for Wendy. I feel like she's had moments where she has had to take time off of the show, and if it seems to me that like behind the scenes, there have been attempts to keep her around. Like I don't think anybody really, really wanted her to go. But what? Okay, what was the difference this time between the last time that she had to take a break? Why did they decide to pull the plug now? To me, it sounds like either her health is just not at a good place. But now that she's talking about doing other shows, now it's starting to seem more and more like, mm. well, I did you? Well, we are, know are you she, off the wagon, Whitney. She was like, off the wagon. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Ooh. But mind you, oh but that God. Whitney and Wendy interview classic who are you yeah. talking to baby girl I, i'm not your child but um wendy williams son did come out and tell us that like she was using at a point of time she you know she went to that sober house and um i do think that she is clean however i do think wendy williams is like a joan rivers she is going to work until the day that she is no longer on this earth and i think uh i think a part of wendy's health and getting back together is like getting a show again or just feeling that like I really do feel like she is one of those entertainers that just always has to be working or on some type of project and honestly like that's a good point I'm I'm here for it I, I definitely think they did her dirty I definitely want her to get herself together I uh, think be- so too I think the entire way like the, how they handled all of this like there's no reason that there should not have been some sort of like tribute Right, fully like they, realized tribute at the end of that. That was and, just and bringing her back. But honestly, like it could have been they offered it, and she kind of she at that point could have been like, "F y'all, I'm not ever, I'm not rocking with y'all." Uh, but you're right. The deleting the social medias, the deleting all of that seems personal. Um, and it seems like you know you're trying to erase her her legacy, and it is really really crazy. Um, but in the essence of time, I def- definitely just want to talk uh Northwest real quick. Northwest. Kardashian. Okay. So she went, first of all, what's she not doing? Okay. Northwest is just, we love her. And I just cannot wait until Northwest is like an adult and we can just see her thrive. Cause I really feel like she's going to be amazing. Uh, but first of all, she is definitely Kanye West's daughter. Okay. She went to like the John Partier uh, fashion show with her mom. And she's sitting at the fashion show. She got tired of the paparazzi taking a photo of her. So she took the invitation, you know, that was given at the door and wrote stop on it and <laughs> held it up to the paparazzis. And, you know, they had a field day with it. Um, and then as she's leaving the uh, event, her, I don't know if she was with 
Penelope or one of her other cousins or could have been her friend while they leave in the event. She says to the paparazzi, do y'all always have to wait, stand here and wait for us? <laughs> Northwest is over the paparazzi. <laughs> yes, okay. And I love it. And I just feel like she is going to be such a spunky, like, I just, I cannot wait until like the era of the blue ivies the northwest the like the mariah carey kid like i just can't wait until they are like in their 20s and they like i just want to just like watch them flourish although like i don't want it to happen because it means if they're gonna be in their 20s that means i'm gonna be like 30 so like i don't want that to happen i don't want to get old but i just i just live for them and i just really hope that she doesn't go through no Lindsay Lohan experience or like, you know, the, the Paris Hilton experience. I really hope with anything uh, that they are grounding them and preparing them for the life that they will ultimately live because they ain't going to live a life like us. And so I hope that there are, that they're teaching them that, like, I don't really know them well, but I've seen enough of how it all, but I just really hope that, they really are protecting those babies, uh, those beautiful babies, because I just adore and love them. And like, I feel like they my nieces and nephew because I've literally seen them grow up. Yeah, I um, I saw those uh, those videos of her at the fashion show. And uh, yeah, she all of them kids, all of Kim's kids seem to be a little rambunctious. <laughs> oh, yes. That's that. That's that West. Yeah, it is, it is that West. <laughs> For sure. Um, I love it when she took them. Uh, I don't think uh, North was on with the, them, but on, she, on the tour of the house. No, 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 no. Um, no. But then, yeah, but that was funny too. But I think it was just the boys that she took uh, with her to. I think it was it was either Jimmy Kimmel or it was one of the late night talk shows, and um, she like had to stop the interview and tell her kids to like be quiet because they were like <laughs> in the front row, like just making noise. And she's like, "Mommy's at work. Can you guys stop, please?" Like, so yeah, them kids are. Uh, them kids are for the streets. Yes, they, okay. Uh, <laughs> and what I love about it is it keeps the Kardashian on their feet. Like, your life is not perfect and your children are evident of that. Like, kids are going to be kids. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, you know, make them look like perfect kids. They're going to be kids. Let the kids be kids. And I I love that. Um, and I love to see it. Um, and the last thing before we go, you know, the inception of the casualty happened almost two years ago and it really was for Big Brother. Now we are back with Big, 20, Big Brother 24. Amon, what can you tell us? Yeah, Big Brother's back. As I said earlier, uh, we are in full <laughs> swing uh, with the 24th season. And um, it's been quite an interesting journey to get here because we got virtually nothing from CBS for the almost the entire preseason. Normally, um, you know, before the days of the pandemic, what would happen would be, you know, they would announce, oh, Big Brother's coming like around May. And then at the beginning of June, things would start to ramp up. And then like two weeks before the premiere, we would get like, oh, this is like what's going to be like the theme. This is like we get a bunch of interviews with Julie. And then a week before the cast would get dropped. Right. Like because then the, the, they would sequester all the uh, potential house guests and then throw them in a house for a week, then film. And then the whole first a bunch of episodes would be like from stuff that we did not see on the feeds. Um, but we would have gotten like the house tour, more interviews with Julie, all of the preseason bios from the cast. We got 
none of that this time. All we really got was like lame ass cryptic posts from Julie that ultimately never really have any real clues in them, even though she likes to tease that shit. Um, all the way up until the day before premiere, they decided that they were going to give us the cast. Uh, a lot of speculation about why they chose to do this. Was it COVID? Was it the fact that they didn't want to have to replace anybody because, uh, you know, one girl did get, uh, she tested positive right before and they had to replace her. Was it Twitter? Because they don't want people to dig up their social media and, you know, find all this horrible stuff and then like call production all sorts of stuff. We don't really know. I tend to believe it's probably more to do with COVID and just not wanting to have to replace anybody at the last minute. But that didn't stop them because they ended up replacing somebody because this person, his name was Marvin. Achi, I believe is how it's pronounced. He's a Nigerian transplant, uh, born in Nigeria. I was going to be on the show. We found out that he was on uh, the, the currently airing season of America's Got Talent. But apparently the real reason that he might have been axed from the cast was because he's going to be on an upcoming season of The Circle. Oh. So, but that's all alleged. We don't know that for sure. But those are what the streets, that's what the streets are saying right now. Um, so he got cut. And then we got a new replacement, uh, Joseph, uh, who is a Syrian-Palestinian guy and he seems pretty cool so far um but yeah and then all of this i mean that that as soon as the cash out that didn't stop people from digging into their social media it didn't even stop the families of the house guests from getting online because a girl um who is the sister of one of the house guests his name is turner or his name is matt but he goes by his last name turner his sister holly turner maybe like an hour after the cast dropped dropped this entire thread on twitter talking about like Oh, you can't! I cannot believe that my brother is getting this platform. He's actually horrible. Oh, he got, me, he got me! He got me kicked out of our family's house. He convinced our mom to kick me out at a time that I was at my lowest. He's caused me to have severe amounts of anxiety and depression. He's just an overall horrible person who uses the N word on the regular. He needs to go, and I am so sad that he's going to have a platform of millions of people when he's the last person on earth to deserve it. And then. People went and digged into her social media and found oh her old God. tweets saying the N-word. So she tried to get his ass chopped and then got her ass chopped oh. from Twitter because it runs in the family, apparently. Ooh, so the apples don't fall far from the tree. Oh. So the, the whole preseason really got compounded to 24 hours and it was just madness that whole 24 hours. They're in the house now. They've been in there for the past four days. It was a live move-in, live premiere. The live feeds premiere maybe about in, uh, three or so hours after the show, the premiere. And it's a bit of a slow start. La- Big Brother 23, one of the, the greatest things about Big Brother 23 was that the first week was crazy because the first HOH was crazy. This has sort of been the complete opposite. Everyone's sort of been like too afraid to talk game with one another because they don't want to be the first person to go. And so it's been a bit of a, fl- a slow start. But um, we do have our first HOH. His name is Daniel. Um, he has he nominated uh, uh, who did he nominate? I'm gonna I'm forgetting their names already. He nominated Michael, the only gay guy on the season, right now mm-hmm. I think. Um, and he nominated Terrence, the older black guy on the cast. Michael won the veto earlier today, so he will come off the block. Daniel is sort of scrambling because he does not know who to put him up as or who to replace him with. So that's kind of a rat right now. Um, and things are beginning to ramp up. Taylor is a pageant queen. She got leaked before the cast dropped. That made its way into the house because she is, you know, all the girls hate her for whatever damn reason. I think they're just jealous of her because she's just beautiful and gorgeous and all sorts of other things. So they've been talking mad on her at every turn. So she's a potential 
uh, nominee to be replaced. So it's just, it's, it, things are starting to heat up. And it's got its fair share of drama for right now. So I'm interested to see where we're going to be in about two weeks. Oh, my God. That was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It's a lot. Okay, listen. That's why you come for the casual tea to get it all in a tweet. Okay? But listen, Aman, thank you so much for coming back out of hiatus for the casual tea. But before we go, let the people know what you got cooking up, where they can listen to you at, where they can find you at. What's the tea, baby boy? You can find me everywhere at Amon Adwin. I am still doing uh, recaps for Drag Race. Uh, we are in the middle of All Stars 7, all winners. Um, so make sure you check that out on the RHAP Rehap Ups feed. Um, and you can find me on uh, the Big Brother recaps and morning updates all season long. So I'll be here for the summer, baby. Yeah, so hopefully we can catch you on casual see if you can answer the phone. But listen, wow, this lie. when Jesus says yes, nobody <laughs> can say no. It's like it's been great. Uh, this is your casual. And we are back this week with your P-Valley Season 2 coverage. And we are covering Episode 6, Savage. And I am joined by the lovely, the talented, the smart, the beautiful Dr. Sharia Lloyd. Welcome back, boo. Thank you, sir. I've been MIA. I'm happy to be back to the party. Yes, girl. You child, you went on a dirty dozen tour too. I, I okay. clearly did. <laughs> Summertime tour. <laughs> okay. You was out and about, honey. <laughs> I'm back. Yes. So yeah, I mean, we haven't talked for a while, but we know last week's episode was really all about Keyshawn. We got the backstory of Keyshawn. So I really want to know, like, what was your thoughts on the backstory of Keyshawn? I mean, I actually really enjoy kind of seeing the backstory of Keyshawn and getting to kind of understand why she is who she is now and the way she got there. Um, so some of those things were a little interesting, like the family dynamics and, of course, how she got with her husband. Mm. It, very, very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. We see the love connection and why she has stayed with Derek for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it was just really interesting because I think Brandon and I were saying last week how we, I didn't wasn't too fond of Keyshawn. Like, you know, she was a character and mm -hmm. I didn't really have strong emotional ties to her. Yeah. Uh, but after seeing the story, it just made me have a lot more respect. And I mean, she might be in my, my top four favorite mm. characters. Okay. I would kind of agree with that. You know, I definitely, before that episode two, I was kind of like, oh, she's there. She's doing this. We you know why is she doing this? Asking all these questions. But now that we see the way that she kind of grew up in her, you know, um, experiences, it does help me understand a little bit more. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And we kick this episode off with Diamond and now I didn't chat. Brandon not here, so Brandon gonna kill us. I know. Gonna keep us on track with the names. Yes. <laughs> Big Booty Judy, uh, you know. Big uh, Bone. Big Bone. Yes. You see, Diamond and Big Bone have kicked it off and are, you know, I guess having adult relations, but we see that Diamond is thinking about Keyshawn. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all, actually. I thought he was like, out of sight, out of mind, I'm done with this girl. Yeah, it was not given that. And we know from season one, they definitely had flirtatious vibes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, like Uncle Cliff said in the last episode, like, you know, Keyshawn always is around these men that want to save her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess Diamond is one of them and he really is thinking about Keyshawn. So I'm thinking the parallel to that is, uh, will we see a Diamond and Keyshawn love connection? I don't know. And you know what? I feel like a lot of that probably hinges on um, her relationship with her husband, honestly, if anything at all. I don't know. It could just be him having little flashbacks, you know what I mean? Or what he wants to see, premonitions. But I don't know if he's going to go back to that in any sense of the word. Well, listen... Another thing that I thought was interesting with Big Bone and Diamond was after they got done doing the nasty, she went over to that protection table with Autumn's lover's ring. Mm-hmm. And I kept and I told y'all, I said that ring is going to come back in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And I feel like Diamond alluding or wanting to touch it really is like, do we really need that ring? I think y'all need to get rid of that ring. Well, clearly it's still around, um, and we don't know what kind of juju it's bringing yet, but apparently it still has some type of power, according to Diamond. Oh, okay, <laughs> listen, and then we get into uh, Little Murder. They are clearly having a celebration for Big T. Now, again, I can't remember the name of the gang that they are in, if it's All like... Right. HVB or HBH or HVH, some type of gang that Little Murder Murder is affiliated with, which mm-hmm. is why he's always wearing the red and green. And they are at first I thought it was like a music video, but then I, did too. <laughs> I was like, oh okay, like yeah, they taking it back to the old school. Then then Murder pulls up in this red and green car mm-hmm. and baby the love, the the big old love in Big T's eyes. He was so happy. He was happy. <laughs> like oh, genuinely. Yeah. Like genuinely happy. Um, and I at this point we don't really know if it's like, is it because it's from Little Murder or is it a car? Uh, but again, they are Little Murder has put together this welcome home for mm. Big T. The, the Dirty Dozen tour has finally concluded and they are back. Well, the first leg of the tour has finally concluded and they're back. And you know, Little Murder really wants to celebrate. Big T, mm-hmm. and I liked it. I um, I you know, I'm on the fence. I had been on the fence about Big T and Little uh, Murder's relationship because you know I'm Murder and Uncle Cliff to yes. the day I die. Mm-hmm. But I um, they are definitely at this point softening my heart to Big T because you know you just get to see how excited he is, and you know for them to celebrate him, and really yeah. when you think about it, he just did like ten years in jail, so. Yeah. You know, good for him to be out. It is. And you're starting to see like these glimmers of kind of their their connection too, right? Um, each episode that that goes by. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm still torn. I'm still over here for Uncle Cliff too, though. Low key. Yeah, no. For, uh, please. That's the, the uh, uh, yes. In the story. 
Um, and then we get a clip of Keyshawn back home. Now, I was a little bit confused because she's back home and uh, she's on the phone. She calls. Um, she calls Little Murder. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, Little Murder and Big T are talking about, like, wow, it's really crazy that uh, Rome has died. And right. They're like, we don't really know what happened, but, mm-hmm. you know, we ain't mad. And so Keyshawn is on the phone with Murder and basically saying that something happened that night. Mm-hmm. And she, like, he tried it. And the only person I told was Wody. And I told Wody that Rome said he knew about you. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Derek Keyshawn, baby dad, comes in the mix, and she has to end the phone call. And, you know, he's like, who was that? She's like, oh, it was just a little murder. He was asking about the funeral arrangements. And, you know, I can't remember. And I I guess because Keyshawn has these bruises on her. But I'm guessing it's from last week's episode when she confronted him about the children. Well, so I was kind of torn by that, too. I I think it is because I couldn't really recall... If um, Rome had actually hit her like that, but then also they, like you said, she had the altercation with Derek too. Right. But I'm, you know what? I'm also a little thrown off. I wonder how much she actually told Derek about what happened. Um, because we don't really. Him anything, right? I don't I think. Just yeah, just that he died. died. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting too, because I'm like, well, does he know or does he not know? But you know, Derek can walk in the room and ruin anything with anything. his presence. And Derek's like, it's such a shame. Rome was such a good guy. He got his all mm-hmm. these deals. And honestly, I really feel like the Derek and Rome character are one and the same. They're oh, yes. like the same person. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of interesting how we didn't see Rome kind of come into this. I mean, like now that I think back, it's like maybe he had little glimpses, right? Right. But it didn't come out until that last episode. Definitely. There were definitely moments where I just been like, Rome is just shady. I mm-hmm. can't trust him. And why is he so invested in her? That's what I didn't understand. Right. And this is another thing that I just don't understand. Like you did all, like you, you did all of this for Keyshawn just yeah. to want to rape her. That's like, it, I, right. like, I, I don't understand that. Um, then we see Uncle Cliff at the pink, and him and Big uh, Uncle. I'm, I'm about to call him Uncle Al. Is it is it Big Al? I think it's Big Al, yeah. Okay, Big Al. <laughs> they cutting the water off on Autumn because she's getting ready. And, you know. Big okay, L, not Big L. Big L, okay, yes. Child. I know. <laughs> Brandon going to kill us. <laughs> uh, and they are, Uncle Cliff is still upset at mm-hmm. Autumn, rightfully so, because we don't trust her. Yes. We don't like her. She's the last person that I like on this season. Mm-hmm. And we, we see her getting ready for something. We don't know what she's getting ready for. For, but we see her getting ready for something and yeah my thing is girl why are you still living at the pink why are you still living at the pink that's what I've been wanting to know for like three episodes honestly like you don't have any change to go get an apartment any just, change well I mean I mean, technically she owned it so I mean she is staying at her <laughs> residence this is true to shit but still go get you a place Go get you a place. Go get you a room. <laughs> Go stay with Andre. Something. Okay. Andre <laughs> got that whole house now. <laughs> right. Uh, then we see Mercedes dropping off groceries to Rochelle. Mm-hmm. Rochelle is Terica's stepmother. And, you know, the last time we seen Rochelle was when uh, Mercedes had to run over there and uh, save her daughter. And then, you know, her and Rochelle got into it. And we never really seen Rochelle. But Mercedes is going over there to drop groceries off. And we still see that Rochelle is 
drinking and not well. Mm-hmm. She looked a mess, mm-hmm. actually. Hmm. She just, ooh, like she's going through it. A lot. And we see that uh, Mercedes is trying to get in contact with her daughter, Terrica, mm-hmm. and she's not picking up. And Rochelle's like, she's with her friend Kelly. And Mercedes is like, Kelly. Kelly. Like, as, mm-hmm. as if, like, girl, she ain't with Kelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mercedes offers to say, like, I can take Terrica off your hands while you get it together. And for whatever reason, we know when Rochelle was drunk that night, she yeah. told us uh, her true feelings about Terrica and her true feelings about how she feels about having to raise Terrica. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Mercedes is like, well, I can take her off our hands. But it's weird because Rochelle is like, no. no. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Like, you're not capable right now. You didn't want her in the first place. And now that Mercedes is well enough off in several ways to take care of her, why don't you want her to take her? Right. Why? <laughs> is it a pride thing? Is it just spiteful? Mm-hmm. And Mercedes, like, I don't understand it. Oh, angry friend. Right. Okay. Then Mercedes leaves. She gets a call from the coach. This time, really the coach? Ooh, child. Okay, and he's saying he wants to finish the Mercedes experience. Now, we thought Mercedes already finished the Mercedes experience, but he wants to finish the Mercedes experience part two. Uh-huh, he didn't know that it was finished. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so that's kind of like left in the bloom. And the next scene we really get, and this is, I hate to admit it, but... This scene really warmed my heart and it really warmed me up to Big T. So now Big T got this. First of all, what I'm also confused about is, okay, Lil Murder, you done bought Big T this car because, mm-hmm. you know, he's hard. But, sir, I think the way gifts should work, and you tell me if this <laughs> is right, but, like, you know, if I'm, say I buy you a cell phone for your birthday. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if I'm going to buy you a cell phone, I think I should be in the position to have a cell phone before I buy you a cell phone. I mean, one would think with those okay. type of gifts. You know, <laughs> because it is very much seeming like Lil Murder bought Big T this car, but Lil Murder, where the hell is your car? <laughs> it's giving real hood, Rich. It's giving very much like <laughs> I didn't think about this. So... Ooh. That's just what I don't understand this whole episode. But yeah, I, make it I, make I, sense. I, okay, I digress. You know, sometimes people do things <laughs> that don't really make sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lil Murder and Big T are at this little, little chicken wing spot. And, you know, it's very giving cute. And the waiter is kind of sort of hitting on Big T a little bit. We see Lil Murder. To get in his feelings. Okay. <laughs> uh, when she was saying, oh, you got them big brown eyes to Big T. When... Lil Murder said, can you bring us two waters and you can get yourself one to I It's giving first day. I screamed. Yeah, but that was funny. <laughs> intimateness of this like interaction uh, with Lil Murder and Big T really kind of like bubbled my, my stomach in the sense where, you know, they're eating and, and like they're saying stuff. And Lil Murder basically says, like, no, this is the day. Mm. Mm. And you know, Big T's like, I never thought that it like this would happen. Yeah. And it was just like, and then to hear the stories of Big T saying, like, well, when I got pushed into the uh closet in jail and you were standing there with candles and pasta, like, you know, so Little Murder was like dating Big T. And like yes. you know, they, they had us in the jail 
uh, relationship. And it like, and that's kind of what I wanted to know that, like, I wanted to know what their kind of history was. You know what I mean? I felt like I was missing for me um, to see why Big T was just so like enamored with uh, Lil Murder and why Lil Murder just, you know, felt so much, I guess, in debt to him. Right. And that's and, and this makes sense why now? A lot. And like it's very clear they are like brothers in this gang. Brandon mm-hmm. don't kill us. Is it HBH or HBH? Whatever that gang is, they're definitely like brothers in that. But also mm-hmm. aside of that, we see that like there's their friends and then there is this relationship point. Mm-hmm. And you know, I just just to hearing that story, it really uh warms my heart and then it's like, you know, Big T X well, tell me about Cliff. And, you know, I thought that yeah. that was really, really uh, a powerful moment in the sense of, like, you know, here these lovers are and they realize that, like, they're not really in a relationship. They might be, like, sexual at times, but they're also friends. And now, like, yeah. they're on this date that they never thought would happen. And now they're just able to have, like, adult conversations. Mm-hmm. It's like when you were the ex, but y'all ah, still friends. Yes. And you go out and then you like, so tell me about her. Or you mm-hmm. know, like it was just like it was giving okay friends. And so uh Little Murder explains to uh Big T like about Uncle Cliff. Yeah. And um you know he says I F that up. Mm. And, and Big T said, "Well, listen, you f up a lot of sh- that mm-hmm. must be your, you that's know, your thing. that's your thing." <laughs> and for me, again, because you know, I like to put myself in these type of situations. Yeah. You know, I've been in situations or like not similar to this, but you know, you've been in situations where like someone has done you wrong or you've yeah. done someone wrong. And I thought it was a really powerful moment where Little Murder acknowledges that, mm-hmm. and he has the opportunity to share that to with the yeah, person. Yes, and mm-hmm. Big T forgives him. Yeah, as most of us do sometimes. I Jesus. mean, yes. But it it was just a very powerful moment. Just actually Big T being like, no, listen, you did do me wrong. Yep. It was genuine. It was genuine. And mm-hmm. it was in the sense of like, but listen, that burden is no longer on for you to feel that way. Like, yeah. we're, we're past that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. And they needed to have that, that yes. moment without any distractions, too. And just them, not all yeah. who are like, mm-hmm. not nothing. And like, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm getting chills because it's yeah. like. You ever talk to someone and they like m- make you these promises? Yes, Lord. And they don't ever fulfill them, but uh-huh. then like look at little murder. Like in the sense, this is the date we never had. Right, he's trying and to make up for it. In he's some trying way. to make up for it, and it's like I see it. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Been there. But, okay, listen, I, listen. I ain't never get the full circle yes. picture, so who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Keyshawn, okay, yes. the baby dad. He got to go to some friend house and, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a barbecue or he got to help somebody with the backyard. Oh. And he asks Keyshawn if she want to go. She gently taps on her face and says, I can't go looking like this. Mm-hmm. So you go. Handle that. And as he leaves baby i was i was I, ooh, like i was watching in the bed yeah but then when she started packing i got up i, I was like listen i was like here we go it's time finally so we it's thought a, it's about to okay listen mm-hmm. first of all i just knew Derek was gonna pop up yes yeah, same i was same. like oh lordy lord she didn't got she didn't pack the bag yep. she didn't got the 
Beretta. <laughs> she was ready. Okay, she got the kids, mm-hmm. and maybe the car wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. This effort to took the battery out the car. Because he know. Now, also, I'm not like a mechanic or nothing, but I always thought the battery wouldn't have hurt the car. But <laughs> it could be that some cars, I think, old school cars, they may go in the back, but okay, don't quote me okay. either. So I okay. don't know. Mm-hmm. But here's my thing, though. My one thing with Keyshawn is, okay, girl, we didn't did all of this. Baby, and not for nothing, you do live in the hood. And Sweetie, I-, I know it is a crackhead. I know it's an uncle. Somebody door you could knock on. But also, you just came off tour. Where are your money? Okay. I don't understand. Like, y'all doing all these things to get out of the hood. Are y'all not stacking any of these coins? Right. And I'm sure that bag has some money in it. Sis. Yes. You better knock on somebody's door and say, get me a battery. Listen, something or, is missing. I mean, Dare I say, call an Uber? <laughs> Literally, that was my first girl, thought, though. You 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 paid three hundred and fifty dollars for uh for Mustang, not Mustang, for Gidget. <laughs> girl, uh, now you don't know how to use it for yourself. Exactly. Um, again, where are your coins? Where are your coins? Let I, me know. Um, I'm just I was a little confused at that because I like for my thing is like you did all of that. Like, girl, ain't nothing. Girl, if we got to walk. We getting out of here. We walking somewhere, but okay, I just wasn't her time just yet. But now we know that Keyshawn is ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Finally. Okay, but I mean, not yet, not now, but we know it's coming. And then again, I circle back to Diamond. Diamond having these flashbacks mm. of Keyshawn. And now she ready to go. I don't know. I don't know either. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, if at all. I mean, yeah, and they better give us something. Yeah, we need a little something. We just, we don't need a lot, but mm-hmm. like, give just me a little, little something. Yeah. So, Little Murder and Big T are still together. Okay, mm-hmm. they figured it all day. They're going to the gas station. That's what I thought was cute. Uh, you know, <laughs> Big T's like, how you get somebody a new car and don't fill up dank? <laughs> how you get somebody a car this whole car, car situation and, just and doesn't make sense, sense at all. Sense. Right. And it's really not that practical. Why do you get that color of that car? <laughs> Again, hence why I thought it was a video shoot at first. Right. Because <laughs> it's just like... I, I, it's getting video. Don't you want to be a little discreet? But I, Okay, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So they're at the gas station. Big T don't know how to use a debit card. Shut and up. they are at the gas station. And all of a sudden we hear that little murder song that I'm assuming that he recorded in the bathroom, in the mm-hmm. shower. Yep. I remember and, that. And you know, Little Murder is like, oh my God, that's me on the radio. <laughs> Hype. And Big T is, and again, in this moment, Big T is like, it's like everything that Big T dreamed of while he was away. Yeah. Um, and in prison, like, you know, getting to go on the date with Little Murder. He really believes in Little Murder. And, like, you know, he said throughout the episode or throughout this whole season that, like, you're going to make it. Like, you're a star. And he's there. And you, again, see it in Murder, I I mean, Big T's eyes of, Mm -hmm. like, how excited and proud he is of his friend. Yes, he loved that man. He really does. (laughs) On multiple levels. Yes, multiple levels, for sure. You know, outside of the relationship, but like, you know, the gang brothers and like, they're like friends. Friends. Mm -hmm. Which just like makes me, I take it back, Big T. I don't, 
Not like you. I like you now, Big T. <laughs> we just had to get to this moment to figure it out. That's I all. know. We just had to get to this moment. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? Sorry, Uncle Cliff. And Big T and Lil Murder were to work out. At this point, I might have to be here for it. Big T. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we, we're moving that direction. He's softening us up. Now, the pink is still closed. Child, the pink. Okay, Can't get it listen, together. Roulette and Whisper said, listen, we still got to make a coin. Listen. So we're going to do a spades night. <laughs> we got to okay. get this money. Listen, and we call Diamond. Now, Diamond's supposed to be security, but I'm just confused as hell with, we see Diamond being security, but why do you have an AK-59, sir? Yeah, I think you're doing a bit much. <laughs> okay, like, Diamond has lost his marbles just a little bit. It's like, Okay. Lost his little marble child. So, you know, Roulette and Whisper are doing their thing. Um, and there is a moment where one of Roulette's extra clients mm-hmm. is like, what's up with your home girl? Yeah. And Roulette, like, she don't get down like that. They like, well, I want to pay two stacks to gobble, gobble, gobble. And Roulette mm. was like, well, child, you ain't pay me two stacks. Okay. Now. So why couldn't I get in all that? That's what she wanted to know. I'm here for that too. So it is interesting to see, like, you know, this conflict in and mind you there was a moment with roulette and whisper while like they were doing a little performance at spade night and there was a moment that i couldn't figure out but it seemed like roulette was doing something and then whisper kind of stopped and looked and i it was a look i couldn't tell like is it a look like oh look at my friend doing that or is it a look like why my friend being so extra right now yeah i kind of took the first look like okay girl i see you you know that's that's how that's how i thought it was but so it like, just kind of was a weird pause, though. Right. It was just a weird pause would make us think. And then mm-hmm. I don't think Roulette ultimately offered up the friend, but the like Roulette ended up being with the guy, but nothing sexual that we see. Yeah. Um, and so that was just somewhat interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mercedes finally is cashing in on uh the Mercedes experience. And he got spicy. Ooh, spicy. And it's just like men sometimes be so funny. Honey, this was just played out in such an interesting way. Just you want your cake, right? But nobody else can have it too. That's how that was, that situation. I mean, when you say men are so funny, like how do you expect to bring someone to a situation and you're the only one who gets the benefit? Uh, uh, Just, Just saying. So Mercedes and the coach and his wife, Mm-hmm. They're continuing their, you know, experience, and there is a moment while they are all entwined, where Mercedes and the wife seem to be having their own little connection while mm-hmm. together, and the coach kind of peeps it. And like, what's it, going on here? Right. <laughs> and without, first of all, this is another thing. You don't have any proof, sir. Like, right. what, like, you know, he's like, I know when two women been together before, like, do you? Maybe he just observed the connection, you know what I mean? But, I mean, it could have been an organic connection from last time. Very true. So, he... He is, just felt like he was uh, not in that the mix of that at that moment. Yes. That's all that was. And he gets very upset. He stops it. He's yelling at the wife. The wife's like, but you don't even know me. She's like, so <laughs> you can have some sweet apple pie and mm-hmm. I can't See? and we've been together for 19 years and you don't even know I like sweet apple pie more than you didn't even know it and Mercedes 
comes in and, and steps up and takes up for the wife. And then basically he's like, the deal is off. But wait a minute, sir. How was the deal off? I didn't sign the contract. And this was the effed up part for me, though, is that like the wife really didn't do anything. Hmm. I mean, it just was interesting. I don't know if she now that I'm thinking about it and listening to you, I'm like, did she set this up in this way? You think? Like, so that she wouldn't like, what do you mean? So that she, her husband could really see her, you know what I mean? And let, let's just finish this and see what happens. And maybe she's like, I'll get my husband back. You know what I mean? I don't know. As I'm listening to you, I'm kind of like, I wonder, did she have a plan, a part in this to play too? You know what I mean? So I wonder that, but I also think that I think, well, it is interesting because, like, here she is saying to her husband that for 19 years, I've liked apple pie more than you. Yeah. But why, like, you didn't like Mercedes at first. You were very, like, you know, and then you got to see Mercedes. So it's, I don't know, like, what really yeah. is her end game? I do mm-hmm. think that she, well, child, the, the coach is basically saying he, Mercedes turned his wife out. But listen, baby, nobody can be turned out. Okay? Exactly. No, uh, right. Like, Not by somebody else unless she wanted it. Okay. Unless she wanted it. I mean, he was really angry. I, and I don't even understand that. It's just like a, pro, like, sir. Again, though, but what did you think was going to happen when you brought her into this? Like, that's what I'm, my so ass, like. Your wife's not supposed to enjoy it. But she's right. supposed to be there for you. Like, so it, then it, what it, was it, the point of bringing her in? Makes no sense. None. Make it make sense again. Right. You just said on the phone when you was calling her over there that, like, it, it arouses you, mm-hmm. the thought of you and your wife. Like, it, it, Baby, he was done with Mercedes after that. Yeah, it, it does not make sense. But I'm like, Mercedes, run me the rest of my money, uh, though. Listen, baby, we, I'm, and here's the thing. All I know is the wife better make it right yes. by the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Run me the rest of my money. Okay, because Mercedes ain't do nothing but provide the experience. As you requested. Okay, I can't control if your wife, like your cousin, it. your brother, <laughs> listen, your adult son. Like, mm-hmm. Listen. Not my issue. That's the Mercedes experience, <laughs> okay? Not my issue. Now, we get a scene with uh, Duffy, who used to be like Gidget's uh, little love thing, who also runs the, ex- you know, the trailer. Yeah. Al. Al. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing him in Roulette kind of like go back and forth, flirt, 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 flirt. And, you know, Roulette is outside, smoking a little cigarette, Feel like she might be upset that Whisper is getting more of the attention than she is. Mm-hmm. And Duffy really just comes out and sees her and is basically like, you know, I like you. You like me. What's up? And then Roulette's like, yeah, but I'm a hoe. And Duffy <laughs> like, well, guess what? I'm a hoe too. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting little connection they have there. <laughs> right. I don't I mean, know what's listen, going on with that. <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> Real whatever works. Okay, mm-hmm. so then child, I'm going to ask you a question. So we're back to Big T and Lil Murder. And Sharia, can you guess where we're, where this scene takes place? Um, In the car. Yeah, the car scene, right. But I, I wonder, I thought you were meaning like, where is the car located? Like oh, if no. they were, that's what I thought you meant. I'm just saying, but they just But involved. yeah, they okay. in the car. It's, just it's having, having another moment. Yeah, and honey, just, they've been homeless. Homeless, hood rich, all of that. It's giving like, Shh. we don't have that. So, uh, Wody calls Little Murder and telling Little Murder, like, you know, the tour is back on. Like, what, what would you have? cannot in? come. Right. Rome ODs, and now I got all these tour dates, And but listen, Big T can't come. 
Now, mm-hmm. I was, you weren't here last week, but <laughs> I was saying with Wody being in charge now. Now, we know Wody knows about Little Murder's lifestyle. Yeah. But, and, you know, we're like, oh, okay, like Rome's the bad guy. But again, if you remember in season one, the reason why Little Murder treated Uncle Cliff that way that night was because Wody, like, approached Little Murder about. Uncle Cliff, yes. like, Wody ain't really full this, like, yes, yes, I forgot about that. Yes, and so it's like, now, I, I, doubt, I don't think that Wody has necessarily, like, a personal problem, but Wody knows that, like, in his mind, it would be bad for business. Business, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it all comes down to, and so he's like, yeah, big, he's making all these excuses as why Big T can't come, he's can't like, come. he's just a little yeah. too unhinged. But baby, I need my security unhinged. Basically, because just in case, we need him to do what he needs to do. Right. And so they're going back and forth, and Little Murder is like, well, no, I really want Big T. And so Wody is like, it can't happen. And then Rome, not Rome, child, rest in peace, Rome. Uh, but uh, Little Murder makes a thing, uh, like a little dig, like, well, it's interesting and you know. that you know he OD'd because mm-hmm. nobody knows that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How you hmm. know? <laughs> and allegedly, Big T is running into uh, a trap house to get some marijuana. But then Big T goes into the house, and we begin to have these like flashbacks, or we get to see like you know anyone that's been watching. You, it, it, Big T is troubled, very much so. I mean, it, but we knew this just based on his behaviors too. But now we really get to see some more of why. <laughs> Right. It, there's this constant, and it's not just like, Wody is right. Big T is unhinged. Um, but we just get to see he gets preoccupied, you know, when the killing happens, uh, when they were on the road, he got preoccupied with listening to the news. We see him the night that Little Murder starts sending postcards, that he's talking to Little Murder and explaining him about how the hole was so horrible for him. And just like, mm-hmm. you know, we get to see that, like, Big T is maybe not as stable as he might present. He can snap back, but he's not stable. No, and he at walks all. Through this house, which we clearly know that. Well, I mean, I don't know, but I just I've heard. But if you you know getting marijuana from somebody, maybe if the transaction don't happen, boom, 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 right at the door, <laughs> I'm going in the house. Right, right. Something ain't right. Clearly, something's not right, and so. Big T begins to walk through this home, but as he's walking, we're clearly getting to see that this has to be like his family or something because mm-hmm. the, the access that he is allowing, uh, the access that he's allowed in this home is, is rather strange. And so right. he's walking and he's walking and he gets to this room and like, you know, he's hearing like voices and these mm-hmm. arguments. And honestly, we don't really know if it's a, like, are we hearing in Big T's mind or is this actually happening? Actually happening. Exactly. Yep. Or did it happen in this house? Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is when my heart starts to break. He opens that door uh, and there is a little, little boy, yes, with like blood on his neck. Mm-hmm. I was sad. Yes. And like in a closet, like locked in a closet. Yeah. And little murder comes and gets him and it's like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you going in this house? Like, you don't even have your gun. Like, mm-hmm. what, what, what is happening? Coming to save him again. Coming to save him again. Then we get to Miss Autumn. She's a mess. A mess and a mess and a mess. And <laughs> if she were on the right side of my feelings, I would 
say that like you making boss moves. Right. But, but she's definitely not. Right. I don't trust you. Uh-huh. So, she no, I don't think anybody trusts her. <laughs> anybody. <laughs> Clearly. So when Al and Little, not Little, and Uncle Cliff was messing around with her with the water and stuff. She was getting ready to go somewhere. But mm-hmm. you see that she is at this black tie event. It was a, like a masquerade type of party. And clearly it is for Andre. It's like an endorsement. Um, It's, you know, an all-white event except for like Andre and Corbin. Yes. And now Autumn. And they are, and basically Andre is just trying to tell, I'm assuming these are donors, why mm-hmm. they should vote for him. Him, yeah, and, or give him, provide money for his campaign. Right. Mm-hmm. And, baby, the claps are <laughs> less than lackluster. <laughs> Barely. Okay. Anybody's clapping. Then Autumn asks a question, and everyone looks like, who, 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 who is this? Right. Asks a question uh, that provokes emotion from Andre, mm-hmm. and he answers from the heart, and all of a sudden, the claps become clapping. Yep. But baby Corbin is not here for it. Corbin is like, what the hell are you doing here? Why are not you here? here for it, for her, for any of it, period. Okay. And he escorts her on Ooh. out the party while the gentlemen go into the cigar room. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, we think she leaves. Now, who this lady was? You, did, did, here go, Brenda going to kill her. Um, I don't know Miss Lady's name that came in. And I okay. was, so, but what I was throwing off was, how did Haley or whatever name she went by at that moment in time, um, yes, know that this lady was coming? So I don't, I want to say, I don't think that she knew. Well, no, she would have had to. because She had to because why was she still, why that's still it, exactly. There? Why is she still there? Yes. So I, again, you, we know her and Andre been sleeping together. Mm-hmm. So I think she might have like got knowing what's Some pillow more. talk. Right. Or yeah. just overhearing or something mm-hmm. because we'll call this lady the promised land lady. She yes. Is, she the big money. She mm-hmm. not from Chuckalisa, but she is. For the casino, she for the promised land, and she was upset that Andre could not close the deal. Mm-hmm. And it's coming to this endorsement. Well, they invited her because they really need her endorsement. Because yeah. If you know she, they have her endorsement, then it's like a legitimate case. Mm-hmm. And she is not here for Corbin. Okay. And she is not the here shade for Corbin. She gave him. <laughs> and she really ain't even here for Andre because she, really. she doesn't know Andre as the potential mayor candidate. Yes. You know Andre as the lawyer that did Who not get close the deal. Land. Exactly. Yep. And child, here she go thinking Autumn is the rum and coke girl. <laughs> I thought that was so funny from the time she handed her her coat, from her the time coat. she told her what drink to bring, told her to keep the drinks coming. <laughs> Autumn was better than me because I, 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 mean, I, I like the mood that you did, but I would have had to hand her her coat back. Absolutely. Autumn knows she the promised land. And so then Autumn goes, well, actually, I'm the owner of the paint. <laughs> and, you know, if you want it, because this waterfront property is what they want. And they want it bad. And they want it bad. And Autumn like, well, listen, he only offered me $20,000. Now, hmm. wh- how would that sound if that broke to the news that these wealthy people essentially stole this land from these black people in the yeah. poorest town in Mississippi. That wouldn't be good now, Mm-mm, would it? At all. Autumn says she wants in million. Uh, and uh, what I also think is funny is the promised land lady, maybe she just said she could get 10 million. She just said she offered you <laughs> a better deal. She did, right. She, but she didn't flinch at the 10. 
And it's funny because when you think about this, the promised land lady is the money for the casino. Absolutely. And Autumn kept saying throughout this whole season is, I do not want to deal with Andre. I don't want to deal with Corbin. I want to de- real, I want to deal uh, directly, directly yep. with the casino. And, and now baby, she's got to the she's got the plug. But here's the thing though, girl. She calling you savage. Girl, <laughs> that's not even your name. <laughs> How she's supposed to find you? Ooh, she gonna figure it out. Ooh, okay. She gonna figure it out. So that's that. And then you know, after that whole meeting, Haley Autumn Savage, she in Andre house. Andre's supposed to be so mad at her. Like, listen, here's the thing. I'm not here for the Andre and Autumn love connection. Seriously, I'm not. I mean, I'm really kind of over it too because it's real silly at this point. Because so you sitting up in his house and he's scared, but then y'all go to the bedroom. Like, miss me with that. Are y'all mad at each other or not? And, and listen, Andre ain't even that cute, okay? <laughs> Who was the guy Andre's wife was with, okay? D'Angelo right. Yeah, he day. was cute. <laughs> Come on and swing my way. Um, so yeah, that's that. So then, whew, um, Uncle Cliff is at home with his grandma. With grandmother, you know, she's sweating. She got a little cough. Mm-hmm. Take her, take a little uh, blood sugar level. It's Child, fine. Everybody coughing and sick at, on this. Okay, Lord. Then he takes a temperature and it's 102, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, what does this could be?" Then he calls the, the the lady who coughed on the health instructor who keeps saying it was allergy. Yes. <laughs> and he like, how you doing? And she coughed it too. And he was like, I knew it wasn't no damn allergy. <laughs> so now Cliff grandmother got the COVID. Now what I'm also nervous about is child. I hope that uh health inspector don't got the COVID now. Cause right. Because listen, the pink ain't never going to open up. The pink is never. It's going to be re 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 opening forever. Okay. So then we get to Big T and Little Murder. Back they again. Are again, sitting on the roof of the car. At this day, it's just giving a whole day if they have done nothing. <laughs> they just spent quality time together. Okay, but I ain't mad. It's cute. It's a little deep. <laughs> and they are sitting on the hood. And they're, you know, ain't nobody. Don't bet me. Under. So <laughs> they they vibing. Like, they just vibing. Little mm-hmm. smoke, smoke, little vibe, little session. I ain't mad at it. Um, <laughs> then T... Uh, then Lil Murder changes up the beat and Big T says another rap and Lil Murder like well what song's that and he's like well it's one of the songs that you gave me like that you wrote to me when mm-hmm. I was in prison and so that was just like wow like he really remembers this so uh, Little Murder is like alright well listen what what's the rest of the night giving um, and he's like we going on tour tomorrow so listen baby boy like we out here <laughs> and Big T says <clears throat> You can have tomorrow, and I'm going to take tonight. Now, I'm like, no. Now, what What, what do that? Now, What's I'm that thinking mean? Like, oh. I'm like, oh, okay, they about to get nasty. And at this point, <laughs> I'll be here for the nasty. Right, I right. feel like, Big T, you deserve it. <laughs> so, they get in the car, and Big T is like, well, I'll drop you off at the spot. And Lil Murder's like, no. I'm not leaving you. He's like, we got to go on the tour tomorrow, and I know how you are at night. I know how your feelings get. I don't want you to be in your head all night. I'm staying with my boo. I'm going to stay with you all night till the sun come up. Like, oh, my God, so cute. (laughs) And this is when the episode takes a A turn. turn. Uh, Big T is very adamant about him dropping Little Murder off, and he's like, no, you're like... 
little murder, like, you're going to have to drag me out this car. Mm, mm, mm. And little Big T then grabs his gun and points it to his head. Yeah. And we're like, oh, okay, this is, we're getting serious This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when that happened, in my mind, all I kept thinking was, you can have tomorrow. And, and I'll, I'll have, have today. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Is this what big and like you know? So then Big T goes into people think that he has these teardrops for the amount of people that he killed, but the teardrops are for I'd be lying if I could tell you what he said that they were. But he just also explained to us, like in that house, someone got Mm -hmm. shot in front of him, and he was because okay, they little murder before we got to this part, little murder was just basically saying like how he feels like. Big T went into the hole because of Little Murder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he came out of the hole, he never was the same. And Big T's like, baby, that ain't on you. I've been in I've been in a hole before. Yeah. And then he goes into the story of, like, how he's seen someone shot and killed when he was seven. All he could do was run, and he had blood on his neck, and he was in a clotlet. It was just, he was giving a lot yeah. of demons that he has been dealing with. And then he basically says, like, the three or four teardrops are, like, the devils or these type mm. of things. So we clearly see that He's the mental troubled. health, he yeah. is troubled. And after a day like today that he's had, and again, I'm, I'm thinking about this as we're podcasting, is that like, it's almost as if like Big T lived out everything he wanted to live out. Like, you know, yeah. like, you know, like he w- was in love. He's obsessed with little murder. Mm-hmm. Everything. And they've been able to spend this, like, amazing day together. They've been able to go on this date. They've been able to, like, walk through It was just like everything that he wanted to happen yes. is happening. So he's kind of like, I'm good. I got it. And he's like, and, and Big T knows that, like, these demons and, like, how I feel is not going away. Not, like, for a little murder, but, like, what he is struggling with, what he has seen as a child is eating him alive. Mm-hmm. And he is basically saying, like, after a day like today, I don't want to live anymore. Mm, so sad. Mm. And it really makes me sad because it's like, and especially like in the black community, there are so many people that are troubled with addiction, mm-hmm. troubled with, you know, drug and alcohol, troubled with mental health, and yeah. that like it truly eats them alive. And again, why I always try to live by the model of like, you never know what somebody is going through ever, like, in that ever. moment in that day. And your interaction with them could, could. be the tipping point or could Absolutely be the saving could. point. Yeah. I mean, everybody has experienced life experiences that make them who they are. You're right, though. You just never know at what point you're crossing someone's path mm-hmm. and how what you do or say could be that tipping point for them. You just never know. Good or bad. Right. Good or bad. And it's mm-hmm. like, it always pays to be nice. And again, I have to yeah. remind myself of that at times because sometimes I'm like, oh, they have, I, ooh, I don't like him. Ooh, they, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. We got to give each other grace. Give each other grace. And it's mm-hmm. like, for me, what is just so sad is just like, it's help out there. Like, you know, it's like, you know, it's therapy. It's, it's like, but people have to, I always say this to my friends too. People have to want to get it for themselves. You can't make people get help. No, you're right. You are absolutely right. And Mm -hmm. again, I always start crying because I start crying because, okay, there was a point in, 
the scene where Little Murder is like, no, like, no, like, I, I see the future for you. Yeah. You know, I see. He it wanted it more for him than he wanted he, it for himself. For himself. Mm-hmm. And then this is the part that, like, because I had to rewatch it, where it's like there, Little Murder sees that Big T's mind is made up. Yeah. And Little Murder essentially says, like, and maybe I'm paraphrasing. Maybe I'm making this up. But I feel like Little Murder, like they said, HBH Brothers for Life till I die. And Little Murder is like, well, if this is what you are choosing to do, I'm going to sit right here with you while mm. you do it. Mm, that's that's on so many levels. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if that's love, if that's selfishness. I don't know what that is. But it's so sad that for me that somebody gets to that point where that's where they see themselves out. But at the same time with Lil Murder, it's like, he's like, I'm going to be here to the end. Mm. He, I think he realized there was nothing else he could do at he that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I like, he can't, and like, what are you going to do? Run out the car? And mm. it's like, he, he took that, like, again, I almost say he took the bullet because it's like, he, like, at least, again, I don't know why I'm getting so emotional, know, but it's like, it's sad. at least Rome, knew that he wasn't alone like he yeah. didn't die by himself, by himself. It, yeah it was it's just a it's a whole mind f okay it is. It, it's a lot it was a lot in that like 36 seconds scene mm-hmm. but like you know i give it to murder is that he stood there with in the end absolutely now whew, mm. dare i pivot for a second because at this point i'm heartbroken and I, I feel like I, I wanted a little murder and big T like at the, the, yeah, they, to be together on this episode. Right. Right. Yeah. And clearly murder is shaken up. Clearly murder is not okay. Mm-hmm. Whew. And what does he do? What does he do? He goes to Uncle Clifford's. Mm. Now, of course he does. First of all, I was thinking like, well, don't your grandmom got COVID? But okay, well, I, right. It was just, I don't know, okay. but she clearly heard the door first. So, you know. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, because I, I was just like, okay, well, uh, okay, but listen, Bryce, it, oh, it doesn't and, matter. And she's also in her house, so. Okay, she got her house. Yes. But he b- banging on the door like the police. Mm-hmm. And he comes to Clifford, the, the one person, and we know that through the conversations with Big T, um, and again, let's just say Big T could have been Lil Murder's first love. Yeah. You know, and in that conversation, you know, Lil Murder's like, well, he doesn't go by he, he go, goes by she. Uh, but he was like, I still just call him my little, my little ninja. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he describes all of the things in which that he loves about Uncle Cliff. And, um, you know, little Big T's like, well, a lot of things have changed out here. But, you know, <laughs> and who... And clearly, this has to be at L- Little Murder's lowest point of his life. Yeah. And who does he run to? And, of course, Uncle Cliff just takes him in with open arms. Mm-hmm. Of course. Back to Old Faithful. And I just, I am wondering if, and again, I, I don't, who knows what Big T was dealing with I, I i doubt it was his sexuality but it could have been his sexuality it yeah been a lot of different a number things. of things for sure uh, and i am just wondering will this be the catalyst for a little, little murder. murder to live in his truth and listen dare i say you know pink uh p valley it'd be having it's very current with the times and the mm-hmm. like like could they be trying to like give us the angle of little murder 
like Saucy Santana? Like, you know, oh. like, could, could we get the angle of like, they keep saying that, oh, you can't come out, you can't do this, you can't come out, you can't do this. But yeah. what if like Little Murder lives in his truth? Maybe. Uncle- but here's the thing though, right? Sorry to interrupt you. I think he knows that going back to Uncle Clifford though, that's kind of the only option he has mm-hmm. if he wants to be with him at this point. So it could be the catalyst for that. Listen, and could Lil, could Uncle Cliff be Lil Murder's Keyshawn? Ooh! Listen, I'm just saying. <laughs> No, I don't know either, but I'm here for it. These episodes, these episodes, these episodes. The episodes are getting so good with each episode, but it's just so much story, so many story dynamics within each one. My goodness. It'd be a lot, Ray. It'd be a lot, and I'm here for it. And listen, if this episode six, then possibly we only have four more episodes Mm -hmm. left. So, yeah. We still, oh, we didn't talk about, before we go, though, how it ended. Mercedes? Oh, oh, Because oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's going to be coming next. Baby, Mercedes is at home after she didn't, just didn't get her 10 racks. <laughs> Mad again. Okay, the wig on the table, the mm-hmm. cornrows are out. The henny is poor. <laughs> knock, knock. Knock, knock. Somebody beating at her door. Mm-hmm. She opens it up and it's her daughter Terica. And Terica is in tears, honey. She's crying up a storm. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, oh God, did Rochelle hit her? Did something? Right. Something. Right. And baby Terica hands her mom a pregnancy test. And baby, it says she is pregnant. Woo! And I, mm, I, I wonder how this will play. And again, what, like, your history repeating itself. Like, exactly. Continue. Yes. And, you know, her mother with her and now her. Now I wonder what Rochelle is going to do. Is Rochelle going to care for her? Is Rochelle going to kick her out? Mm, mm, mm. I don't know, but now this is the storyline I want to see coming up next. This is what I want to see. And I, and clearly, we know, Mercedes is going to step up. Of course she is. Of course she is. She Well, at this point, she also has no choice, but she's been wanting this too. So this is her opportunity. Right, but but I mean, we seen in the last couple of episodes uh, she's been wanting it, but, but she hesitates. Yes, yeah, haven't been stepping up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Still a little hesitation. Now here your opportunity. Yep, we gonna see. Very we're interesting. Well, listen, thank you always, Sharia. Yes, hopefully the band will be back together yes, next hopefully. week. Listen, Brandon Child, he he didn't on the he didn't he on another tour a song on the radio <laughs> and jump back out on the tour. The tour's ending soon, guys, and we're all coming back together for to reunite. Hopefully, because Sha they said the, they said the tour start tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully, we could be all together again. But if not, just know someone or all will be here yes. to break this down for sure. Riri, we appreciate you, and we will see you next week. Thank you as always. Hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be And we are on to this week's 
Freak of the Week, and I am so excited. I was just, you know, scrolling through my little Yahoo, my little news on the thing, and I came across this ESPN article, and woo, listen, this calls for great celebration. The Raiders, okay, you know the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders, have hired Las Vegas attorney Sandra Douglas Morgan to be their new team president. She becomes the first black woman to hold the title of an NFL franchise. You better do that. Morgan was born in Las Vegas and comes to the Raiders as previously serving as a chairman and executive director of the Nevada Gaming Control Board. She also served as the director of the External Affairs for AT&T Services, Inc. in Southern Nevada and as a legitimate attorney for international gaming and hospitality. Okay, listen, we love to see Black women in these positions that have never been held before. Okay. And we have Sandra opening doors for so many other black and brown girls. And this element of this, you know, this NFL presidents, which are normally always older white men. We, we don't really normally see this. And so this is a great step. And I am so honored and proud to call Sandra Douglas Morgan this week's freak of the week. Okay. I might have to, you know, put the Las Vegas Raiders on my, my right. Off, see if they got any zaddies out there. But listen, if Sandra is this week's freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. Thank you so much, Purple Pants Posse, for always listening and supporting your baby boy. If you could be so kind to ensure that you subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You know, my uncle Pookie is back with the subscription. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you give your baby boy some five stars, write a review. And don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that Issa, Issa, Issa. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.